Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. The SS McSquiggly is being destroyed by an army of gargoyles, and our heroes are about to fight their leader on the bridge of the airship. But will Quinny be able to fight without his demon powers? Will Butthole run out of spell slots for the very first time? Will Bucky end up signing something evil by accident? Find out next on Dum Dum. And dragons. I'm offering you a chance to live. This is a favor, a boon I'm giving you, lesser creatures. When he says, Well, and throws a dagger. <laughs> All right, roll for initiative. <laughs> 12, 15, 18 initiative for Quinny. Oh, should I, do, I need to roll for Bucky. Ah, uh, Bucky. Five. Okay, Quinny, please roll your attack. Bet she uh, didn't see that coming, did she? I mean, she's <laughs> staring at all of you, so yes, she is literally seeing it coming. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted advantage, but I'll take the nat 20. <laughs> Fuck, okay. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll your, your crit damage. 11. You whip the dagger, and she's in the middle of making a sassy comment about whole about paperwork. So she literally doesn't see it coming, and uh, you managed to peg her in the eye. So I'm going to give her disadvantage this round. Uh, you can also see her features starting to turn gray and, and shift. It seems like she's dropping last vestiges of the Leanne disguise. Ooh. Juniper, you've just seen Leanne take a, a knife to the eye, and her features start to shift. You notice that it's not the way you would change your features. It mm-hmm. seems to be more of a charm that's slowly wearing off. What do you do? So I want to go at her with my long sword in both hands. Okay. And we're going to divine smite on the first one. Going to do two hits, and I'm going to try ensnaring strike for the second one. Sure. So the first one is 26 to hit. That'll hit. And the second is 25 to hit. That'll hit as well. Nice. All right. We're divine smiting. 12 radiant damage and 8 slashing for the first hit. Okay. Seven slashing for the second hit. And then for ensnaring strike, she has to succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by magical vines. And I'm giving her a disadvantage because she's got a knife in her okay. eye. She is ensnared. Yay! Vines whip back up around her and ensnare her as she snarls and struggles against it. That brings us to Butthole. How many feet away is she? 20. 
Well, then it's time to fuck not Leanne up a bit because I need her to be more amenable to writing words on paper. So I think of the corpse in my tummy bag and I know I've got to not die. So I run forwards with my shield in one hand and Moonlight Bringer in the other. And then I'm just going to try to hit this woman who's trapped inside vines and can't move. You will have advantage. Nice. And I look at Goblin Jr. and I'm like, in a minute. (laughs) Now that I've seen she's got one eye down. I'm basically going to swing just for the head. Like, if Mm -hmm. I can pop the other one, that would be really convenient. So I think I'm just going to, like, hammer throw on the way in, do, like, a full 360 and swing for the head. And then when I swing around, it's actually going to have the fart appear on the butt end of the hammer and swing around again. Two full spins, like Olympic quality Mm -hmm. fat guy throwing Mm -hmm. a hammer around. 14 for the first one. That will not hit. Too much momentum. I should have just gone traditional. But, you know, (laughs) sometimes you got to make bold choices. 27 on the second one. Oof. That will hit. So that's seven bludgeoning damage and six radiant damage. And if she undead, it does more. She's not. Nuts. After I make that second hit that lands, it sort of stops me in my spin. So I've got my shield up. Now I'm ready for more traditional hammer dancing. Cool. You smack her around quite soundly. It's hella gross. You can see that she's definitely having difficulty keeping the facial proportions correct. Things are starting to get a little gooey from all the... (laughs) The repeated hammering and slashing. (laughs) Which brings us to her. She's going to take some damage. She's going to take two. Holy shit. Two piercing damage. You cold, Laura. You cold. She takes two piercing damage from the ensnaring strike. And then she hisses something kind of unholy at you. And her form turns to uh, a fine mist and the vines snap together. As she slides out of the vines, the dagger drops to the ground amidst the coiling vines. And the creature is floating in a misty form in the the center of the room. Which brings us to Bucky. Bucky's going to cast Mage Armor on himself. And he's going to approach the mist. Sure. And he'll just walk up to it. Bucky walks up to the mist intrepidly. So it does that thing where kind of it undulates left and undulates right as if it's sizing Bucky up. Okay. um, And continues to to float in front of him. Bucky does have a scroll case. Can he just pop the cap off of that and just kind of try it and contain... We want to put the swarm in a jar. The swarm, yeah. Uh, you can try. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of bring the lid in his right hand and the and the tube <laughs> in his left and just kind of nah, just bring it together in front of him. Okay, roll me a sleight of hand, please. Uh, oh, oh, Bucky. That's a two, Chief. Bucky, you step through in, intrepidly swinging that spell scroll container and you and catch like, it out the window. like a significant amount of mist and you're super jazzed about it. But as your hand passes through the mist, the mist also just comes back out of the tube. Okay. So you manage to slam it shut, and you're like, ha-ha, and then you shake it, and it's clearly empty, and the mist is still clearly there. Mm. It seems to not be phased by this at all. And Bucky also is not phased <laughs> by this. <laughs> cool, which brings us to the bottom of the round. You hear another explosion deep within the ship, and you can start to hear pounding on the ceiling above you. It sounds like stone fists. What's above the bridge? The bridge is on the top floor. Traditional uh, pirate ship kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in Star Trek terms, it's the bubble on top of the thing, but at the front of the ship, the extreme front. So I look at the others and I say, gargoyles incoming. And they do the shaven haircuts, two bits knock. (laughs) I'm not knocking back. Fuck those gargoyles. Top of the round. Queenie. If we're at the bridge, obviously there are windows. We can see where we're going. Are they all closed and intact? Currently, yes. I think of them as sort of large viewports. Okay. One thing I want to do is arm myself a little better than with the dagger. If all these blades are lying around, a bunch of them are strategically put in there to keep this thing on course. But are there other weapons from like fallen? Yeah, yeah. There's like a rapier and, yeah. and various. The, if you think a thief would use it, that's kind of what I'd take up a rapier. Okay, great. Yep. You can pick up the captain's. Yes. Okay. I'll take up the captain's rapier. That's uh, plus one rapier. Looks to be more so from incredibly fine design than from magic, but the weight's very good. The craftsmanship on it is excellent. Oh, cool. Okay. With the handguard of the rapier, mm-hmm. I want to smash a window open and hopefully have the air suck the, <laughs> the vaporous. You like want to blow out. the cabin pressure. Yeah, yep. yeah. Sure. Roll me, since you attack with dex, we'll say a dex attack. Okay. Find that sweet spot to shatter the window. 18. You splinter the glass. You haven't quite shattered it through, but it's definitely cracking. It's doing that classic spiderweb crack where you, you punch it and you can see it kind of go... Okay. Uh, and begin to, to break further, but yeah, you're not quite through yet. I'll, I'll keep on with that then. Juniper. I want to see if I can contain this mist because I've done this with water. I very dramatically whip out a speck of dust of dryness and just huh. hurl it at the mist. Bold I choice. about that. <laughs> so it flies through the mist, unfortunately, because it is a creature in gaseous form and not a, a physical mist. No. Uh, it doesn't hit it, but it does 
land in a puddle of blood behind the mist and suck up a bunch of the blood. So now you have a random speck of blood. <laughs> You've got a blood ball. All right. Yeah, that'll do. All right. <laughs> good try, though. That was very good. Very well, I'm going to retrieve that blood then. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so you rush over, grab the blood speck, not knowing what you'll yeah. do with it, but similar to the Damn. dragon bile. Who knows? There's probably something fun you can do with a bunch of random blood. Do I know whose blood it is? It's a little bit of everyone's at this point. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't recommend transfusing it if anyone's got a particularly touchy blood type. But uh, <laughs> Okay, fair. Yeah. That brings us to butthole. I'm feeling in my bones like, you know what? You always want to do variety, but sometimes when you've got fans in the audience, you just got to play the hits. So I just stretch both bars back and I'm like, Rah! and then <laughs> it's just a whole wall of hammers. Because I don't know, I'm like, maybe sheer number of hits will affect this thing. And then if these gargoyles want to come down and fucking dance, I'm like, let's dance. Bitches. Uh, and then I fart again. And then all of a sudden, it's even more powerful than the previous time. So all of the hammers are spinning around, but they've all got hellfire. Like they're all farting out of their own interiors. Okay. It's almost like I used a higher spell slot. Got right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gathered that. So the gaseous form, if I can hit it with a bazillion glowing spectral hammers, uh, has to take a wisdom saving throw. It fails. Nice. And yes, with magic, you can hit a gaseous form. Nine radiant damage from the fires of hell. Hey, and because I'm right against it, the gaseous form can only move at half speed. True of all things within 15 feet of me. That might not be true, but we'll find out. It might be true of the gas. It's true <laughs> of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool. Which brings us to Leanne. As she's buffeted by hammers, she solidifies. Is it the start of her turn? Yep. She's got to pass another wisdom save. <laughs> uh, she does pass this one. Well, she takes half does damage half just damage. a second, uh, which will be. She takes 12 damage. It would have been 24, so 12 is half. Damn. Radiant hammers. As she reforms, again, looking less and less like Leanne, more and more like a gray-skinned, almost a, if you know Solomon Grundy. Born on a Monday. The gray, almost Frankenstein's monster, scraggly black hair, still some of Leanne's features, but alarmingly, you notice that her eye has grown back. So having taken solid form, butthole, you're right there. She is going to attack with her glaive. That so, seems reasonable. So she swings the glaive up overhead and comes down with a, a flurry of blows faster than you would have expected. One is a crit and one is an 18. I have AC 21. So crit it is. I'm going to give you a devil's bargain. You can take full damage from the crit or you can mitigate it, take normal damage, but something will happen. I'll take the hit. I actually haven't been hit by a gargoyle yet. <laughs> So take 37 points of damage as she swings the glaive strongly into your chest. Ow! <laughs> okay, your gargoyles suck, but you hit good. Thank you. It's <laughs> a so con save. I'm like, that sucked. The glaive hits you so hard, the armor dents, which just hurts more. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Like, that's not what you aim for. No, it's a 14, so the spell goes away. All my hammers are gone. I yell nuts. <laughs> which brings us to Bucky. You've just seen your hero butthole get smashed with a glaive, and he got hit so hard his magic stopped. Beans. Bucky is going to cast a new spell called Blink on himself. <laughs> At the end of his turn, I'll have to roll a d20. Anything, I think, 11 or higher, and Bucky will disappear <laughs> and travel to the ethereal plane, um, where basically... <laughs> He can still see everything happening around it, but it's kind of like that ring wraith realm look. And then he comes back at the beginning of his turn. So basically, the idea here is hopefully he won't take any hits <laughs> when it's not his turn. I'll spend a sorcery point. We'll quicken spell that. So that one's actually a, a bonus action. Okay. Oh, uh, sick. Yeah. Nice. So for his action, let's do shocking grasp. Since she's right there, turned around fighting butthole, he's going to grab her from behind. And trying to electrocute her with shocking grasp. Well, you're blinked or before you blink? This is before I blink. Okay. Gotcha. Attempt to, anyway. Yep. This is a refresher for me and for anyone listening. Lightning springs from your hand to deliver a shock to a creature you try to touch. Make a melee spell attack against the target. You have advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor made of metal. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 lightning damage, and it can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. Oh, interesting. So it's 2d8, actually, because I'm fifth level and higher. Uh, let's roll to hit first. Oh. oh, Buckster. Is she wearing uh, metal armor? She is there is advantage? Not. She's not? Okay. So that is 11 to hit. That will not hit, unfortunately. Oh, well, at least it was a cantrip and not a blown spell <laughs> slot. You grab her. She immediately shoulders you off and goes to do the Darth Maul Qui-Gon nose crack with the glaive staff. And you blink. I do need to roll to blink. So oh. she might just crack me in the nose. Oh, shit. All right. Go for it. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, Bucky does just like, and I, and then he just is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be clear, he rolled a nat 20. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything in this instance. Crits matter. Crits oh, okay. Matter. Brian, thank you. I'm not going <laughs> to let you undersell a nat 20. <laughs> I just got to hit with one. <laughs> Bucky, you blink onto the ethereal plane. Thinking in Ringwraith vision is probably the right way to do this. As you're in the ethereal plane, though, looking around, you can actually see a number of tears. Okay. Um, they're all fairly small. Like It's not like you could physically step through any of them, mm-hmm. but they allow you to see what look like other realms. Interesting. So you can only see it while you're in the ethereal plane, but because you rolled a 20, I'm going to give you some extra stuff. Little insight there. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and so on your next turn, I'll let you explore that before you blink back in. Okay. Also need to roll me on that sweet, sweet wild magic table. 52. As you blink into the ethereal realm, you throw your hands up in front of your face uh, mm-hmm. just in case that glaive strike was going to hit. Yeah. And in doing so, almost as formed by your intention, a magical shield begins hovering in front of you. <laughs> uh, it'll remain for the next minute uh, and grants you plus two AC bonus and immunity to magic missile. Awesome. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows. You can get ad-free feeds. You can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows. You can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. Which brings us to... One of the gargoyles manages to punch through the roof and drops down into the room. Does that rupture the cabin? I mean, at this point, she's not a vapor, but... We'll say that the gargoyle is in the space, so it can oh, slash okay. down, but you can see everything start to swirl and punch. You feel like if you burst the windows, that'll get the effect you want, or if you pull the gargoyle through. But given okay. that Quinny's already punching windows, that's pretty good. Also, she's not gas anymore. That's, yeah, yeah. Top of the round, Quinny. That's the thing, is I'm over by this window, and I want to be there when I need to be there. So I think I will throw my other dagger... If you're facing her down, that should give me the advantage that I need for sneak attack. Yep, I'll allow that. 15 to hit. That will not hit. Now oh, I don't have any more daggers. That other one just goes... It lands in a corpse. Great. Ah. Um, so that brings us to Juniper. Juniper's just getting mad and starting to hack and slash. Are you starting to get your troll features back Basically, as you get angry? It's, they start coming through just a little bit. There's a hint of it and a bit of a... So let's divine smite Leanne on that first one. Sure. Uh, at level three. I'm going to hit her from the right on the first one. Oh, shit. That is a 14. I will not hit. Bloody hell. All right. Let's try one more then. 22 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is doing far less damage than I intended, but that'll be four slashing damage. You slash her soundly across the chest, (laughs) but you can can see it already starting to close up even as you've done it. Uh, Butthole. Listen, I got hit with that glaive last time, so sort of like fuck the room and the gargoyle can be someone else's problem. (laughs) I'm busy getting glaived. And I yell, glaivin! Uh, (laughs) You got a cramp in your glaivin. And I realize... I thought I was playing the hits, but really I played the new shit and nobody wants the new shit. So I just like, I'm swinging at her from the front and it's like hammer down. And then I reach up and just summon a spectral hammer to try to hit her right in the taint. And then the other hammer down again. So it's like a one, two, three. Let's see what happens here with all my like glowing (laughs) spectral magical shit. And Goblin Jr. is just going to bite her on the foot. (laughs) I just like, this is now. Uh, And he goes in. He saw the glaive and rather than blinking out of existence, he went for the toes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Twelve on my first hit. Well, that's that's okay. I'm focused on the taint. It's a problem, but I Moonhammer don't let me down. Moonhammer's a fifteen. Which I also, no doesn't hit. No so dice. It's hard because Moonhammer thought she might switch into something else. It's one of the legitimate swings, but you got like a shapeshifter. Where's the taint? Is it gas? Those kind of questions. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So fart powered extra hit. Fuck me. It also misses just with the 12. So I'm taking my swings. You know, that glaive is really slowing me down. It's hitting me in the torso a little bit. And that's like above the fart zone. So it's not really paying off. Truth be told, butthole rarely gets hit really hard. So I think there's also just something to that where it's like, yeah, I don't like it. Cool. Which brings us to Leanne. You can see that the damage that Juniper has done has fully healed up. She does a, a classic Sub-Zero style, pulls back one hand and you can see sort of a bluish energy growing. She's going to throw a cone of cold at Juniper and Butthole. Oh, no. So she throws a blast of freezing cold air in a 60-foot cone. You've got to make a constitution save, please. And Butthole, add three to that. Dirty 20. 15. Butthole, you'll take half. Juniper, you'll take full. No. Stop rolling. No. (laughs) So that's 63 points of cold damage. You just see me fall to the ground and immediately turn into moss. Oh no, so cold. That's it. Frosty moss. So Juniper gets blasted down. You watch as sort of the cold freezes across her face in kind of a Jack Torrance, the shining way. And the troll features slowly start to melt back into Juniper features, which eventually form back into moss features as she collapses. Butthole, how are you doing? I mean, I'm hurting, but I'm up. Like, that sucked. But remember, my whole body is just like fire scar tissue. So despite the fact that that hurt like hell, I'm still like, been here before, going to be here again. (laughs) Uh, Having thrown that, uh, she snaps her fingers and disappears. I hate this lady. (laughs) Missed or she is uh, fully gone? She is invisible, which brings us to Bucky. So, Bucky, you can Hi. see a, a number of tears in Lord of the Rings vision. You see Juniper go down. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? I guess if you've given me the opportunity, what can I see through the closest tear? Through the closest tear, you can see what looks like a desert canyon range, and you can see dust being kicked up by what looks like a bunch of people riding horses. There seems to be a wagon of some sort being pulled. Doesn't look like anywhere you've been. I better blink back because I know my friends need me. I can reappear 10 feet from where I blinked away. So I'm going to be 10 feet away from not Leanne and Bucky's going to align himself so that in front of him is Leanne and then behind Leanne is the cracked window. Mm-hmm. She's just gone invisible, but she hasn't moved, right? So just yeah, like the yeah, last yeah. place that he it saw just, her. Yeah, so invisibility just means that she's impossible to see without magical aid or special sense. Okay. She's heavily obscured. You can still make attacks against her. They'll just have disadvantage. Tyler, based on your 20 and the fact that you're in the ethereal plane, I'm going to negate the disadvantage because I think you could see oh. her in oh, ethereal realm. So That's you can't awesome. see her now that you're oh. Out, but you know kind of where she was. That's cool, dude. Thank you. Yeah, so I want to line myself up basically to appear and cast Thunderwave. Oh, damn. All right, go ahead. I'm going to use one sorcery point to make it a careful thunder wave so that none of my friends will actually feel the effects of this spell whatsoever. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. We That's should so awesome. We should teach the other spellcasters <laughs> to do what you do. <laughs> no, it's ironic because last time you threw a thunder wave, it killed a bunch of old ladies and now you actively want it to kill an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a constitution save and I'm going to throw a little extra chaos mage juice on that and I'm going to use two spell slots to make it. Sorcery points, rather, to bend luck. Roll a d4, three off of Leanne's check. Jesus. Okay, well, I rolled a three. So that's a zero. So that's zero. (laughs) Uh, She does get plus six, but that will definitely still not be enough. Yeah, 17 spell save DC. And that was at fifth level. So that is 68 thunder damage. Sorry, how much? 68. Jesus. (laughs) 
23 damage, and she is blasted backwards. A sound hit. It turns out invisibility doesn't help you so much when a wave of force is thrown at you. So the thunder wave grabs her and just fucking flings her full body out the window. So she gets, yeah, tossed through the window. Window explodes. As it does so, the image displayed on that window blinks out, and you can see that uh, you're actually in a weird mountainscape. It would seem that the viewports were enchanted to show you one thing when perhaps reality was another. Ah, crap, we are heading towards a mountain. Okay. That's a one, so Bucky sticks around as well. <laughs> um, he doesn't blink away. Oh, Blink great. carries on. If I keep rolling 11s at the end of my turn, I just disappear. Damn. <laughs> so I'll just yell, shit, break the windows, we gotta steer. So the gargoyle, let's see if any of the rest of them get through. Yes, the other two break through. So one gargoyle drops down onto the deck. Two are now through the ceiling, but still doing that thing where they have to like spider crawl. The cabin pressure is different now. You can still breathe, but it's definitely the air is whipping around. So the one gargoyle who's in is going to fly at Bucky for blowing its boss out a window. Bucky, what's your AC? 15 with all spells and things on it right now. Both of those will hit. Okay. So that's 15 points of damage as it bites and claws at you. Okay. Top of the round, Quinny. You've just had Leanne get blasted out a window just above your head. Yeah. The air is now whipping around you. Outside, you can see that the images that you were seeing kind of of the forest and the town seem to have been quite some ways behind you. So it was kind of reflecting what oh, the uh, the ship had seen. Like we're facing forward, but looking backward kind exactly, of? Exactly, yeah. Oh, man. Yep. So That's tricky. Now you can see that you're just sort of on the edge of a mountain range. Think in the same way the Rockies get progressively bigger and spookier. Right. You're not like two feet from the mountain, but you're definitely headed for... Yeah, like on a collision course? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So after poking my head out the window to see what it really looks like, I think I'll run over to... How is this thing steered? Like kind of like ship style with a big wheel? or uh, is it... Yeah, it's got a big wheel. The captain has been impaled through it with weapons. So it looks like he went down defending the wheel. So he's impaled at various angles to keep the wheel steady. That said, the ship is keeling left because of the burnt out engine. Okay, but that's not clearing us, clearly. Uh, no, it, it would eventually if you had enough runway, but you don't. We don't, okay. Yep. So I will run over to the wheel. I'm going to try to basically dislodge it and also shout to everyone because I'm the only one who's looked out the window to see where we're headed. We're on a collision course, and I'm going to try to steer Can us. you give me a sleight of hand check, please? I'll give you advantage because, weirdly, this is something that you're... It's not quite a thieves tool, but it's it's in that ballpark. Okay, so I did roll a one there, so that lucky gave me another roll. And the two rolls following that, my advantage rolls were both twos. Sleight of hand, you say? Yes. Twelve? No, still not good enough. Uh. So you start to try and rip the daggers out. They seem to have been driven through with inhuman force. Also, they're very, very slick with blood. So as a result, you're having a hard time getting a good grip. Okay. But you can continue to attempt to do so. I'm going to say you're probably three rounds away from the mountain. Ooh, okay. Juniper, there's one gargoyle on the ground, two in the sky. And I'm just unconscious on the ground. Oh, can you roll me a death save? Yes, I can. Nat 20! Nice. I'm going to say that stabilizes you because yeah. you deserve something. Ooh. Thank you. Also, you're dead unconscious, having been massively injured. However, I'm going to say that Bucky's ethereal shit has had an odd effect on you. So as you're unconscious, you know that scene in Last Jedi where Rey's snapping and there's just a bunch of mirror images of her? Mm -hmm. For a brief second, you see multiple iterations of Bucky. All of them seem to be different. He seems to be clad in extraordinarily different garb. But just kind of as you're drifting in and out of consciousness... It's almost like you can see several versions of him layered over himself. It's spooky. It's unsettling. It is, but also possibly useful. Um, yeah. Butthole. Just with a gesture, I'm sending the spiritual hammer that's on the deck to go hit the gargoyle that's going after Bucky's. Sure. So it's just going to swing at it right in the ass. It's a dirty 20 to hit. That will definitely hit. And that does... 15 radiant damage to the gargoyle. You smash the gargoyle in the back pretty badly. It seems to be pretty fucked up, still standing. Spiritual Hammer's doing that, so I just reach down and slap a hand on Juniper's shoulder, and I just yell, Wake up, idiot! You gotta take a potion! <laughs> uh, and I cast <laughs> Cure Wounds at level one on her. I'm literally just waking her up to take a potion. <laughs> and it will heal her for... 20 HP. That's level one? Thank you. I rolled the maximum. because Well, it's Moonhammer, being based as a goddess of life, sometimes give you some bonuses. I also <laughs> heal myself for three points. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Moonhammer's so good. She's just like, fuck it, you yeah. too. Moonhammer's also a little bit greedy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good round, Ryan. Which brings us to Leanne, outside the viewport, Queenie, because you're attempting to steer. Yep. 
you can actually see her now just completely in that kind of scraggly, her, pallid, her true flesh, form, true form. I suppose, yeah. In a flowing, tattered cloak, just hovering She's off flying. the... She's Yep. Oh, God. Uh, just off the prow. Although now... Without the Leanne gestures is is very much a a genderless uh, creature. So they look to the mountain, look to you, and really uncomfortably for you, begin to tap. Come on. Just when I thought we could write off Manny, he's back in the mix as maybe being the cause of all this shit. I mean, maybe. It would be a horrible coincidence, but who knows? (laughs) So that is their turn. Bucky... I've got a gargoyle on me, so... <laughs> gargoyle is just taking a bunch of damage from uh, getting moon hammered. It looks... Bloodied's the wrong term for a gargoyle. Let's say stony? <laughs> Chipped? <laughs> it it looks, is, it's gently cracked. It's a little cracky, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll cast Alter Self just to give me some nasty uh, dragon claws. Nice. And I'll uh, try and take a swipe at him. 25 to hit. That will definitely hit. And that is 7 damage. Do these count as magic attacks? No. Tragically, okay. I don't think it does. They're so natural weapons. You managed to slash across it, but you can feel your claws skitter across its stone form. Mm. Which brings us to the gargoyles. So the one who's directly in front of you, Bucky, is going to attack. You're playing with claws, so so will it. It misses with both. Ooh. The two gargoyles from the ceiling will drop down. They're both going to go after butthole. So the first one... Ooh, not only will it miss, but it rolls a crit failure. So I'm going to say as it swipes by, you manage to grab its arm. You have one action you can do with kind of a grappled thing. So you can try and pull it. You can try and push it. You can try and toss it. What are you going to do? I want to toss it at the one fighting Bucky. Like if I can peg that second one. All right. Can you roll me a athletics, I guess? Athletics. Sure. 22. I rolled a three. So you you fully (laughs) shot put that gargoyle around at the one that's fighting Bucky. I don't even know how we're going to do that damage, so I'll just roll. It crashes into that one, and the damaged gargoyle explodes. Thank you, Mr. Butthole. And I say, there's still one there. I give you a horrifying thumbs up with my claws. I just give you one back. Like, I'm used to that from you. <laughs> uh, and then the other one attacking Butthole as well. Neither will hit. So it's claws break off your armor. It's it's such a nice change of pace from the glaive, really. it's uh, uh, This is so good. Also, I'm thinking, like, putting those dragon teeth on that shield's really paying off, you know? <laughs> cool, which brings us to the top of the round. Quinny. God, that is unnerving with Leanne out there by the windows. I got to work on getting this yep. this steering wheel. So I'm going to try. Is that sleight of hand again? Yes. Wow, another two. So that's 12. So slippery. No dice. The mountain is rapidly approaching. Juniper, or I guess Moss at this point. Moss, you've just woken up from a horrifying nap to butthole screaming that you need to drink a potion. What do you do? <laughs> and then I look down and I say, I lied. Help Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> so you look over to Quinny and you can see his hands sliding off the various daggers that are soaked in blood against the uh, the wheel of the ship. I'm going to run at him, throw another fucking speck of dust at that. Damn. Soak up yeah. all that blood. And if I can and try to assist him. I'll say the spec removes the blood. Mm -hmm. um, And I think on your move... Yeah, I'll say that you're able to stabilize the wheel and kind of like put your foot against it. So when Quinny pulls it, he'll be able to do it at advantage. Excellent. Cool. Butthole. I see my friends. And I know that what they're doing is most important to save the most people on the ship. So though there's a part of me trained by my father that says, heal yourself, asshole, (laughs) you could die. Instead, I need to be brave. So yelling for Moonhammer, I go over and stand between them and Leanne and the other gargoyles. And I just yell, house fart! Uh, (laughs) And I'm going to, because there's still two fucking gargoyles in this room. Fart out some more fucking hammers. <laughs> Just create a spinning hammer field that protects them both to keep them clear. So I'm using myself as a shield and the hammers as a shield. Oh, and my other spectral hammer, how far out is Leanne? She's at a safe distance from the ship. Like, you could shoot ranged weapons at her, but she's not, like, against the window. This spectral hammer will go after the one that's hitting Bucky, because that just sucks, and he doesn't need that shit in his life. <laughs> so it has to roll a con save, is that correct? If they're within 15 feet, they have to roll a... Wisdom? It's a wisdom saving yep. throw. Oh, oh, no, no, no. So one rolled a three and one rolled a one. And they have minus two to wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) So say the one that rolled a one, it's also going to be knocked prone as the hammers blast on it. 30 radiant damage to each of them. Okay, well, the the damaged one definitely just explodes. And then there's the one that was fresh that's pinned to the ground now. It also looks pretty stony and cracked-y. My regular spectral hammer, did I swing that? Oh, you did not. Then he'll go for that last motherfucker. (laughs) I believe in you, other hammer. Please, moon hammer. I'll give you advantage since it's on the ground. Leanne is scary enough on her own. Yeah, seriously. 
It's a nat 20. Nice. It goes crunch. <laughs> Yay! And I look at the moon hammer thing and I give it the same thumbs up that Bucky gave me. And somehow it does like two hands, one like mine and one like Bucky's, but they both have buttholes in their palms. So I get real excited. Oh, it's kind of like a gross version of Iron Man. Terrifying. Um, oh. Cool. So you've cleared the gargoyle threat. Leanne shrugs at distance. And says, well, glad at least I was able to do my job. And she looks at you, Quinny. No, you didn't. And I'm going to try and pull this shit out. She goes, what, what do you think my job was? I'm like, what? Like, Because I'm like trying to focus on the steering wheel. Did the one of many faces send you? Who? No, no, no. I was sent by the world's greatest thief, Merle Streep. And then you hear an explosion and the entire ship rocks. Before that explosion goes off, I say... But I'm the... And then the explosion goes off. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. So the entire ship shakes and trembles. You can hear... It almost sounds like the ship twisting as you can hear decks collapsing further back in the ship. Christ. Is there any point in trying to steer this thing? Or do we Uh, need to just The ship is trembling. It seems to be pretty damaged, but it's not falling directly out of the sky. It definitely doesn't seem like it's going to stay in the sky for long. Quinny, can you sully it? You remember Sully Orkovich, the famous pilot who flied a floating airship and then landed in in a river or something? Can you sully Orkovich this? Yes. Help me get this steering wheel free, then go try and take care of other stuff going on in the ship. Try to stabilize it as best you can. I can drive it from here by myself, but I need the steering wheel freed. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say that we can drop out of initiative order now. Leanne, as soon as that explosion happens, she's been flying parallel to the ship. She kind of breaks off and falls back away from the ship. So, yep, go ahead and do, do what Great. you do. Great. I want to use all of my spinning spiritual hammers that are still around me, and I just want to shatter every window so we can see what the hell it actually looks like outside. Yeah. So you can see, again, you can't see back, really. You can see forest kind of in the distance that you were previously seeing you can see that city at far distance but yes you're now in a mountain range high enough that there's a light dusting of snow falling dawn is about to break all the usual cool stuff but yes you're on collision course for the large mountain quinny is there anywhere you can land this fucking thing with practically no steering uh any open ground i guess there's places to pull off an uncomfortable landing in the mountain range itself there's plateaus there's that sort of thing but you would need control in order to do it. Great, then let's yank this fucking shit off. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're so, all going to work together yeah, on that. Right. Can you go ahead and roll, please, with advantage? Hasn't helped in the past. Uh, go. That's a three now. And then the second one, 28. Yes. You get by with a little help from your friends. Mm. Yeah. yeah, little hammers are just knocking staggers <laughs> off of the corpse as they spin by. Uh, so you manage to break the wheel out, and with a massive classic pirate ship wheel spin um, the entire airship as it's trembling and almost going into a slide you're able to veer just off of the mountain that you were aimed at that said you can feel the ship cut along the edge of it you can feel stuff getting ripped off the back but you manage to kind of plow down into a mostly safe thing. I'm going to get you all to roll me a con save, please, as you brace for impact. Or I guess an acrobatics if you're trying to you're go soft body. If you're 10 feet of me, you can add three. I grab on a Gobble Jr. <laughs> I, love you. I love you, Gobble Jr. Snarf, snarf. 18. 9. 22 for Bucky and 15 for Quinny. So, Butthole, you will take six points of crash damage, but the rest of you are fine. For that glaive, this just felt like a sandwich. <laughs> uh, the airship, our dear, beloved SS McSquiggly crashes hard. You can feel decks collapse under you. It seems almost as though there's a hole in the center of the ship, so it kind of folds in on itself as it crashes. Very dramatically, think saucer section in generations, like just throwing up dirt and, and stone. But uh, as it finally comes to a, a crashing halt, In the distance, you can see what look to be uh, a number of gargoyles carrying what seems to be a large metal structure that you recognize as the vault. I was going to say, Quinny is incensed. I I climb out the window that was busted open, the the first one, climb out, kind of like amble up on top of the outer bridge, and I'm just screaming at the sky, Merle Streep is a hack! They call him Quinny's now! Because of me! All of her thiefies are null and void! How many Quinny's has she got? None! I'm the Quinny! It echoes through the mountains <laughs> like you're a yodeler. Yeah, and I'm behind you, and I'm like, well, first of all, you were away for like a year, so she probably won one. Let's be honest. Also, why didn't you just keep all of your gold in a bag inside your tummy? I'm sorry, all these people just died? That's a great point. Because of 
What? Before we get into let's blame whoever, people who put knives in people are bad guys. We got to go see who's okay in the crew. Uh, and I'm immediately going to be like burning every spell slot I possibly can and every potion I have and everything. Cool. So uh, the crew's pretty fucked up. I'll say it goes through your potions. Are you going to use spell slots to try and revivify the people in your bag? Does you have to do that, I think, within an hour, right? So interestingly enough, on the number of corpses we have, because I would stay as long as was necessary to do this, I can raise two people from the dead per day for 10 days. So okay. I can bring back 20 as long as target comes back with one HP, it removes poisons or non-magical diseases. It heals mortal wounds, but not missing limbs or decapitations. Yeah. I'm going to say the people who were dead on the bridge are perma. Yeah, they were perma dead. They were chopped apart. Um, but you can, however, uh, as you, you know, you set up a field medic. To head, basically, uh, the ship itself has been gutted. The vault was in the heart of the ship. So by blowing it out the bottom of the ship, they kind of wrecked the superstructure. Yeah, yeah. Plus the additional damage of the gargoyles punching in and out, the engine going down, all this sort of stuff. The ship isn't unsalvageable, but it is incredibly fucked up. You're able to, I would say, heal up most of the people who've taken injuries. Yeah, I'd be working 24 hours a day. We just set up like a medic tent. I've been using Juniper where she can lay on hands. It'd be like stabilize people we yeah. can stabilize, bring back people okay. from the dead we can. And then the priority would always be healing people who can help heal other people. Sure. Priority for that. But oh. I would make sure Leanne and the kid in my belly, they go day one. Like they're, they're right. coming back. So let's talk about that then. The ship has come to a rest. You're in a mountain range. You're in unfamiliar territory. This is an unfamiliar space to all of you particularly because obviously you aren't anywhere that the McSquigglu is meant to be navigated to. You also don't know how much influence the Leanne creature had prior to this. So you don't know really how far off course you are. Hmm. What would you like to do in the crash site? It's morning. You had obviously an exhausting day. You're up in the mountains. It's cold. There is a chance of exposure. You don't know what else lives up here. Bottles setting up a field hospital. Juniper and Quinny, what would you be doing? And Bucky, for that matter. I'm uh, going to start gathering wood from the ship for some nice fires to keep everyone warm. Bucky would help with repairing the ship using some of his spells, mending, enlarge, reduce even for like moving rubble or even like increasing his size to like carry heavy things and stuff like sure. that. And Quinny would be fuming, but I think to kind of work that off, he would be setting up like a perimeter to make sure that we have like a safe area so he'd be at range from the crash. Sure. Right. So, Butthole, can you roll me a medicine check for the entire affair? Absolutely. 25. Okay, so I think the ship lost half of its crew over the course of the combats. But in terms of the crash itself, you're able to save those who were savable. Quagmire, Wrench, they're fine. You managed to find the elven fighter who leapt out of the other side of the ship. Oh, uh, he made it through, but he's completely heartbroken that his twin is dead. As kind of the first day ends, Juniper's got some fires going. Bucky's actually managed to set things in order. It, it seems like the ship will need huge amounts of repairs. This isn't really a this crew can do it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But I think it goes from an airplane crash to a we've rearranged everything, set everything up as, as safely as you can. Mm -hmm. um, certainly enough to provide shelter for those who are on the ship. And butthole, at the end of the first day, you lay on hands and you revivify both the urchin and Leanne. And Leanne kind of wakes up and lo looks down at her chest in horror uh, and feels for the wound. Uh, and she says, well, what, what happened? Well, you sort of got murdered. Hang on. What happened to my door? Did, did you kick it? Uh, listen, I did when I came in. And then this other person was there pretending to be you and was very mean to me. Oh, and, I'm so sorry. But here's the thing. I got very concerned. And then I sent Juniper to go check on you. And that's how we found out there were murderers. So really, our friendship saved a lot of lives. Well, of course it did. It saved so many lives. You're one of my best friends. And you're one of my best you're friends. You're my favorite customer. This makes me feel <laughs> so much better. Admittedly, <laughs> surrounded by corpses in a hospital. Things are complicated. But I'm glad you're here. Uh, and someone really fucked up one of those coats. Oh, no, no. Oh, God. But right now, knowing you're good at stitching, could you help me stitch people and we'll deal with coats after we don't need to stitch people anymore? That seems reasonable. <laughs> so she goes and gets her leather working kit. She's like, I mean, really, what is leather but old skin? Yeah, you get to work with the fresh stuff now. Woof. <laughs> she starts <laughs> sewing people up. And then the, the urchin comes to and he looks at you, but then kind of immediately pushes past you and sees giant Bucky moving things. And he's like, there's my hero. I knew he'd set things right. And I check my pocket and I see the scroll is still there. So I'm not worried about that. And I'm like, you tell Bucky, I told him that he can give you one autograph. And I hold the scroll in my hand. <laughs> Watch the kid go get an autograph and, and nothing goes, else. Jiminy Jillikers. Uh, and he runs over and he tugs on the bottom of giant Bucky's pants. And he goes, pardon me, Miss, Mr. Bucky. Could, could I have your, your autograph now? Bucky, to see this this child alive, will also say, Jiminy Jillikers. But then I was like, uh, sorry, little guy. No, I can't sign any. 
anything yet. I, 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 I'm not allowed to sign anything. Oh, why, why is that? Just because I was told to by my hero and mentor. But I thought you were the greatest hero who ever lived. Oh, no, no. It's, it's everyone on the team is, is really great. I don't believe that for a minute, mister. No, okay, just... I'm really glad my neck isn't broke no more. <laughs> then he just goes back to join the other urchins. <laughs> And uh, Juniper, yeah, you've, you've got uh, a number of fires going. Yeah, so I'm like laying on hands in between rests, and I'm also trying to keep morale up, playing my pan flute, trying to get some cool. airship shanties going. Performance check, please. <laughs> sure. They're not great. Seven. <laughs> cool. Given that it's a seven and it's not a great role, what is the airship shanty you've got everyone singing? We were on an airship. The ship went down (laughs) but the ship's being built again so we won't be down forever (laughs) great that that old that old hit yeah it was top of the charts for a while there compared to the yawning winds of despair it's a real upgrade (laughs) (laughs) the first night comes and it is indeed cold the crew's taking a major hit also again a lot of these people are rotating thieves they aren't a permanent airship crew they just had the the ill luck to be stationed on the mcsquigley on this particular day of days So you can see from up where you are, that town that you passed is several days, possibly weeks, journey by foot off in the distance. Some early scouting reports suggest that there are some trails that seem to have been used enough to kind of beat trails into the mountain. There's also the forest, and there's certainly been reports of things moving through the trees a few days out, but there's no visible settlement or anything. Occasionally you see smoke from various places, but it's always very, very fine and very wispy. And as the first day comes to a close, the four of you, I suppose, find yourselves around a fire, having survived quite an ordeal and have a chance to actually catch up for the first time since the wreckage. If I have one spell slot left, what I'd like to do is summon a spectral hammer and just pin a note to it that says, Jeremy (laughs) Devlington, you didn't send Jim, if he's even a corpse, put his hand on this hammer tomorrow morning and I'll deal with it. Uh, and then I just send that note to hell. And then I'm just going to keep summoning Hammer each morning to see if I can get Jim Helvin, who's okay. Sure. Mo comes limping out. His leg is busted, but he's making do on a crutch. His robe is like hella ripped. But he delivers like the three remaining drinks he was able to kind of cobble together. He assumes Bucky isn't of age, so he doesn't give him one. He's um, correct. Yep. And then uh, kind of nods to you and then goes to confer with his patron about what next to do. Well, that was a fucking disaster. What the fuck? Merle Streep killed or directed. Oh this. no, she she killed. When you send people to kill you, you, you okay, good because that's how I felt. But I didn't, I'm I'm angry. So no, that's her. That's aristocrat rules, which is like if you send a weapon, then you are the weapon. Like that's pretty standard. She's killing thieves. She's killing members of the thieves guild. And the only interaction we've had was that I took the thiefy out from under her, which is a thieves guild sanctioned event. So what's this all even for? Listen, I think this is a problem. And I think if we talk to the guild, they might actually be able to to sort this out. Bryn, we got to talk to Riker. First of all, we got to get all these people off of a fucking mountain, or we got to go somewhere and get people to come to this fucking mountain. We can't just stay here on rocks and cold. Sick people are going to die. The urchins, I mean, they're not terribly warm. They're wearing scraps and they keep trying to sell newspapers. Well, that wreck isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Is there anybody here that we would trust to go out and then actually come back? No offense to thieves, but like... Bucky raises his hand. (laughs) No, I know you, Bucky. You're great. But I mean, do we need to be the people that set out? The hospital is pretty well set up and we've dealt with the critical cases. So I'm like, if we just stockpile as much food as we can and we set up rationing and we leave Quagmire, he's very comfortable yelling at people and... Wrench will hit stuff with a wrench and Leanne can run the hospital, then we could go and get help. Well, I can't stay here. I'm not just going to sit here. Great. So you go. I'll go. Yeah, we have to go. Juniper's there. Bucky, do you have healing spells? Uh, No, sorry. Okay, but you're so good with like mending and repairing. Bucky, are you cool to stay and help them get stuff in case there's a crisis? Because also, we don't know if something's going to attack here, and I don't trust Leanne and Quagmire to fight anything. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Butthole. Okay, Bucky, you got this. So we're going to leave Bucky behind, and then I'm like, Bucky, why don't you go tour the camp and make sure things are okay? And he runs off. Okay, Quinny, I noticed you didn't have any powers whatsoever in that last fight. No, that's right. And that's because you didn't Nanny's punishing me or something for not selling Bucky up the river there. I haven't heard from him in a little while, but... These are the goals of House Farch. (laughs) We must kill Meryl Streep. But you can't just kill a whole bunch of people and have that be cool. That's bad. Yeah, I know. 
Killer. We've got to talk to my mom to show we're good people. We got to finish our dragon coats. I'll talk to Leanne about it before we go. Okay, now, you're not sharing any information with me that, you know, the other guy shouldn't know. He's still listening, I'm he sure. He can know we're going to have cool coats because we'll wear them when I kick him I in the butthole. worried about the coats so much as whatever plans you're proposing regarding... Oh, no, fuck Merle Streep. I think that's it's fine. That's very public at this point. She sort of <laughs> made this more open. And then we got to get fucking help. We're up in this mountain and it sucks here. Yeah. So we got to get people to come here to help. The Thieves Guild seems to hit a lot of our goals, which is like we can get in touch with whoever we need. We can bring them back. They can help these people. We can get the airship fixed. That all sort of makes sense to me. Thoughts? That sounds good to me. Let's do it. So we got a whole lot of woods. There was a river, was it? So there's uh, mountain paths. There are the woods and you can see a small town far in the distance. We got to go to town. Let's go to town. Okay. So if we look at going to town, that makes the most sense because, I mean, it's big enough that they can probably have enough reception to get Pornhut. So if they do, (laughs) then we might be able to, like, reverse engineer, like, a phone call or something. So that makes sense to me. So Just a wagon even just to get us going. So we'll set out in the morning. We'll actually get a night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. With somber feelings in your hearts, uh, you all finally bed down and take a much-needed rest. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm get your game started.